Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today I'm making a video primarily to clarify and or correct what I'm seeing out on the internet as erroneous interpretations of what's happening, in particular with the Microsoft and Activision transaction and who's reviewing what, whether that's a big deal or not, and whether there is any danger for Microsoft. Now, for those of you that have been in virtual legality for a little while, that have checked out the Microsoft Times Activision playlist, you know we talked about the regulatory environment that Microsoft was facing. And it's a regulatory environment in which both the Federal Trade Commission and the Department of Justice have indicated that they intend to rattle their sabers a bit more, potentially be more aggressive about tech transactions in general. And it's one in which I have suggested that Microsoft is very likely to have their deal go through a second look, a further investigation by whichever agency were to be evaluating them. Now, one thing you might notice on this thumbnail and in general is the way I've described it is that the Federal Trade Commission and the Department of Justice are both parties. They're both United States agencies that have jurisdiction over reviewing mergers. And as such, both should be considered when discussing these things. As it turns out, one agency, at least as it's been leaked in certain places, has the reins over this particular investigation. And some have posited that that might be a problem for Microsoft. They have also posited something a little bit more serious. And this is why I am having this conversation with you today because a number of you have reached out to me through various avenues and suggested that this might well be a big deal. The origin point for this particular error, as best I can tell, is a headline to an article written by Video Games Chronicle, VGC, that makes certain suggestions that I think are unwarranted. Now, if you've seen headlines like this in other places, leave it in a comment to this video because I didn't see those but the basis for this is essentially as follows. The headline says, the FTC has reportedly stepped in to review Microsoft's Activision Blizzard deal. In a break from tradition, the review will not be handled by the Justice Department. Now these headlines and subheadlines suggest to me that what VGC wants you to take away, if you don't read the article, you don't go through the substance, is that something unusual has happened here that a Microsoft Activision transaction, which a lot of folks had said online, wouldn't face any regulatory scrutiny, which I told you here in virtual legality was unlikely, that they would definitely face a certain amount of scrutiny. And anybody telling you that there was a 0% chance of any issue here was lying or more specifically misinformed about the possibilities of these kinds of things, that here VGC is going along with that narrative and saying, hey, something has changed. The FTC has stepped in. They have altered the deal. Pray they don't alter it further. And they're breaking from tradition to do this thing. Now, spoiler alert, if you've watched Virtual Legality for a while, you know none of that is accurate, that the FTC is a part of this story. That's why they're in this thumbnail in the first place. They didn't step in. They always have that review authority and nobody's breaking from tradition here. But I wanted to clear this up and I wanted to talk about the article that gives the origin of this story in general, which was found in Bloomberg, so that we can talk about what's happening and why, and also mention why it might be justified to be a little bit concerned from the Microsoft perspective because of the way the Federal Trade Commission is operating. So yesterday slash today as updated, Bloomberg reported the following. The US antitrust review of Microsoft Corp's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard Inc. will be handled by the Federal Trade Commission, according to a person familiar with the matter, putting the deal in the hands of an agency that has vowed more aggressive policing of deals. 
Now, later in the article, and we'll highlight it in a slide like this one, the Bloomberg author notes that that's also the case for the Department of Justice. So it's a little bit unclear why this is highlighted here, but it is still worth highlighting as we did in the earlier video in this series that the new Federal Trade Commission chair has stated publicly in interviews like this one with CNBC that they are very concerned about technology. They're very concerned about those markets and they intend to use the antitrust powers arrayed before them to be more aggressive in the policing of proposed mergers, which is a fact that we've already seen with the way the FTC has handled NVIDIA Arm, is handling Facebook and WhatsApp and Instagram. And in that context, Microsoft has reason to be concerned. But I really don't think it is any greater of a reason to be concerned with the FTC than the Department of Justice, except for the fact that the chair, Lena Khan, tends to be more out there in public making these specific positions known. The Biden administration has made that position known. The Department of Justice has agreed and made that position known. But Lena Khan tends to get most of the face time here. So when we look at this interview from CNBC, we see things like the following. The Federal Trade Commission won't back down in the face of intimidation from better resourced opponents, said Chair Lena Khan in an exclusive interview. Khan said it takes courage to take on companies with immense power, especially in the face of the FTC's own resource challenges that force it to narrow the scope of its enforcement capabilities. Yes, the legislature has given the FTC and DOJ the ambit to review every deal of $100 million or more, give or take, in the United States. And yes, no agency on earth could actually police every one of those deals. So there are resource challenges, even though I wouldn't usually describe the United States federal government as an entity without immense power and resources. Quoting from Khan, we're really showing these companies, but also showing the country that enforcers are not going to back down because of these companies flexing some muscle or kind of trying to intimidate us. Under her leadership, says CNBC, the FTC has taken steps to show its resolve against big business. The agency filed an amended complaint against Facebook on antitrust charges after its earlier one was dismissed, and this time it was allowed to advance. Still early days yet there. And in the face of a historic merger surge, the FTC has also signaled that it will, it will impose tougher sanctions on firms that pursue anti-competitive mergers, like requiring prior approval for future transactions and settlements. If we bust you, we're going to bust you good. Khan personally has faced pushback from Amazon and Facebook in particular, which petitioned for her recusal from antitrust matters involving their businesses. And Khan also made a name for herself in academic circles through her 2017 Yale Law Journal article, Amazon's Antitrust Paradox, which argued for a more expansive interpretation of antitrust laws where, when they're applied to digital markets, like a market for a recurring subscription video game service. She said, while they experienced lighter touch treatment in the past, they're now responding to a pileup of enforcement actions. They're going to pursue more antitrust application. What are instances in which certain types of actions could have a market-wide impact, Khan said, giving an example of a question the agency might consider. If we were able to obtain a particular settlement or consent decree or get a good outcome in court, what are instances in which that could really change the dynamic in the entire market rather than just, you know, here or there? And talking a little bit about the Facebook suit that has been brought up here in virtual legality a number of times, the FTC has claimed that Facebook used its acquisitions of then-nascent competitors Instagram and WhatsApp to amass power and create barriers that impede other firms from entering the market. The big deal with that particular action, which was brought before Lena Khan was chair under the Trump administration, is that it seeks to unwind a transaction that incurred years and years and years ago 
in a fashion that we haven't traditionally seen from the Federal Trade Commission merger review, or it should be said, the Department of Justice. So in this interview, you get a flavor for why Microsoft should, at bare minimum, be evaluating its options when faced with Lena Khan's Federal Trade Commission. But as I promised, Bloomberg admits that the Department of Justice has said very similar things. Khan and her counterpart at the Justice Department, Jonathan Cantor, last month announced an effort to toughen merger reviews, saying a new framework is needed to combat a surge in deals that threatens to worsen already high concentrations across industries. They said acquisitions by tech companies deserve particular attention. And why is the Federal Trade Commission picked for this? Because the Federal Trade Commission is suing Facebook, did block the NVIDIA ARM transaction, has traditionally, at least in the recent past, dealt with this tech concept more than the Department of Justice. Now, remembering what VGC described all of this as, it's important to note that the Bloomberg article that they're taking their information from says the following as well. The FTC will oversee the investigation into whether the takeover will harm competition instead of the Justice Department. The two agencies share responsibility for antitrust reviews of mergers and often reach agreements about which one will investigate a deal. Break with tradition... What are you talking about, VGC? And if you reported on this story from VGC, what are you talking about other journalistic outlets? Why am I getting so many messages about whether the Federal Trade Commission is doing something weird when the Federal Trade Commission's own website, which we have used as a baseline to explain this entire concept and procedure a number of times here in virtual legality, describes this situation as follows. After the companies report a proposed deal, the agencies will do a preliminary review to determine whether it raises any antitrust concerns that warrant closer examination. So even though this is technically a two window kind of review, and we talked about that before in other videos, it's actually three. What they're describing here is, well, we look at it and we pass along almost everything. That's not gonna be a problem. 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 And then if it requires additional consideration, we decide who's gonna look at it. Very next sentence. Because the FTC and the Department of Justice share jurisdiction over merger review, transactions requiring further review. We have to think about whether or not this is a problem. Like, oh, I don't know, the biggest transaction in the video game industry's history. They're assigned to one agency on a case-by-case -case basis, depending on which agency has more expertise with the industry involved. Neither the Department of Justice or the Federal Trade Commission has a ton of expertise in analyzing, blocking, or otherwise dealing with video game considerations. But the FTC over the recent past has dealt with things like chip manufacturers and Facebook and social media and tech in general. So I could have promised you if I were in the guarantee business while we were doing our video series that it was very likely that the FTC was going to be the agency that looks at this. The fact that Bloomberg's reporting on it, that's great. Very interesting, I suppose, for folks that are interested. It is not a break from tradition. They didn't step in. The actual Hart-Scott-Rodino Act gives the jurisdiction to the Federal Trade Commission and the DOJ simultaneously. And then if a deal looks like it's gonna need a little bit more thought put into it than simply saying, no, nah, that's not a problem, the agencies decide for themselves which one of them is going to go through that step and then ultimately the second step that requires them to ask for additional information from the two parties at issue, which again, if I were in the guarantee business, I would recommend assuming that there will be a longer regulatory process for this deal than other deals we've otherwise evaluated in virtual legality. So 
a brief episode today looking at this issue, but I always feel it's important to try to get out in front of what I feel is at bare minimum ambiguous information. I don't blame anybody who's trying to report on these things for getting things wrong, but I have no idea where these concepts got put into a headline of this type. They don't appear in the body of the article, really, in this VGC context, but I don't know where they came from. I've gotten a lot of messages on them. Hopefully, this video is clarifying for you that there is no kind of special circumstance that has happened here. But as we talked about in our longer form video on the antitrust environment in general, please do check that out. Microsoft definitely has reason to be concerned with a federal trade commission that is looking to use its antitrust powers aggressively. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoy talks about the business and law of video games, pop culture, and other industries that you and I both love, please consider supporting the channel. We cannot do it without support from viewers and listeners like you. Otherwise, just subscribing, ringing bells, upvotes, downvotes, comments, every other way to interact with YouTube that you can imagine, and telling your friends that we're having these conversations every little bit helps. If you did catch us on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.